You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Hey guys, Coach Ben here, and thank you for tuning in to The Benchcast, the number one podcast if you want to increase your bench press. Let's get into today's episode. We are talking about keeping your butt down on the pad when you bench press. Why is this an important thing? Well, because in a competition setting, for those who are not familiar with the rules of powerlifting, you need to have your butt in contact with the pad. Otherwise, you are going to get a red light and it is going to be disregarded as a no lift. We do not want that. So it is important that in training, we make sure that our butt is always touching that pad. All right, there is no circumstance in which we should train with our hips lifted up off the pad. That is something that needs to be corrected right away because we need to train how we're going to play in the meet. Okay, how we compete is how we need to be training. So with that being said, a couple things that I like to point out when it comes to keeping the butt down. A few different cues that I like to shed some light on and point out. One stress the cue knees out okay why that is important is because especially if you're primarily a quad bencher and what i mean by that is when you're creating leg drive you're heavily utilizing your quads meaning you are creating a leg extension away from the floor all right typically this can result a bit more often in your butt lifting up off the pad okay ultimately what happens is we try to create a glute bridge so to speak, in order to prop our body up. And then it's almost like we're turning a flat bench into a decline bench by doing that, therefore giving us more leverage to finish a press. You know, the reason why we do that, why our hips lift, is because it makes it easier to lift the weight. So especially if you're about to get stuck, if you don't have a good pop off your chest, right around that mid-range, you start getting stuck, that's when you have to be extra careful because naturally your hips are just going to want to lift at that point in time. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But uh, cue knees out. All right. This is going to help you transition more of that attention and force towards the hips rather than the quads or anything else. All right. And I'm primarily thinking about that lateral tension by knees out. All right. It keeps us from actually pushing into the floor. All right. When we push into the floor, think about what are you activating when you perform a glute bridge? Right, well, we're squeezing our glutes, we're extending our hips, but what if we were to do a glute bridge and we put a band around our knees and we stressed more so driving out against that band? Well, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to extend further into the glute bridge, and that's pretty much what we're trying to get to with the knees out. Think of the knees out as a way to lock your hips in position. All right, so if you think more heavily knees out than you do push away from the floor or whatever you think about when creating leg drive, that is going to help you immensely keep your hips locked into place. All right, but it's something that you're probably going to have to consciously think about. It's not one of those things you can just remind yourself of before you get on the platform, right, and be like, hey, I need to be thinking knees out, but never actually do it. Okay, it's something that you need to consciously be thinking about throughout the lift typically, especially on a big lift that is going to help you keep your hips down the other thing is discipline all right having the discipline to push back versus bridging up 
All right. And this comes back to what I was mentioning that it's a natural instinct for us to want to create this leverage, create like a decline bench in order to help us through um, a sticking point. All right. That's just a natural reaction. That's a natural instinct, something that we want to do. It's a flight or flight because otherwise that weight's coming back down. All right. So we're instinctively going to want to help ourselves there. So we have to have discipline in that moment to resist the urge of wanting to glute bridge up and to remain pushing back. So remaining in our knees out cueing, remaining in trying to skim off the bench in light of you know, potentially failing this lift, you know, it, it, we could either one set ourselves in a position where we could continue grinding through and give ourselves a chance, or take the easy way out, bridge up. You gotta get a red light whether we finish the lift or not. Okay, so it's a no lift either way. You might as well at least give yourself a shot to try to finish this lift, even if it is a tricky lift. You're hitting a sticking point, probably not coming up. Or at least give yourself that opportunity. Have discipline. That really comes down to discipline. You know, it's part technique, part where you position yourself, and then the other part of it is that discipline. All right, you could set yourself in such a great position, but if you don't have that discipline when it comes to trying to maintain all those things, then it's all for naught. All right, so those are my big two things. The other things you'll want to consider is, obviously, if you have your knees underneath your hips, um, that's already going to put you in so much hip extension that you're not really going to be able to bridge up from that position. So that's why a lot of lifters will go to a toes back stance with the heels up to prevent this. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad way to create leg drive. I prefer coaching feet out flat. I think there's more potential there um, to get your legs involved in the press. However, uh, definitely putting your feet back, I mean, if all else fails and you're still continuing to struggle, that might be something that you want to adopt if your federation allows it. Some do not. Uh, but you can place your toes back with the heels up. All right, that's automatically going to drop the knee lower than the hip joint and make it so that you're not able to really bridge up whether you want to or not. Uh, the other thing is positioning your feet a bit wider. Okay, again, this isn't an effort to drop that knee below the hip joint. Again, if you do that effectively, then even if you want to bridge up, you're not going to be able to. Okay, you don't necessarily have to do these things in order to keep your butt down. But if you're really struggling, these are ways that are you're pretty much by your positioning, you're going to keep your butt down because you're not going to have that opportunity to bridge whether you like it or not. And then lastly, I would definitely put some consideration into what kind of bench unit you're benching on. All right. Now, one thing you definitely want to avoid is benching on a bench unit that is going to position you higher than what you'll be benching on at a meet. Now, unless you strictly go to one federation and you're benching on the same equipment every time, this can be a little bit tricky because you won't necessarily know what the bench is until you get there. But um, if you can get a good idea of what you're going to experience in a competition, I'll give you an example. I had a Texas Strength Systems bench press. This is what I have now. I had a fat pad on that bench press. The thing with the fat pad has that more girth but it has that height it's a thicker pad so it actually propped me up a lot more than i would get on a competition bench i was i was um, heightened a lot making it so that i could easily have my feet closer together and even bridge up somewhat but 
my butt wouldn't come off the pad because, again, it's propping my hips up higher to my knees. Uh, when I go to the competition, right, now the bench is a lot lower than I'm traditionally used to, and it can really throw you off. And in that particular meet, I got red-lighted for my butt coming up, which doesn't happen often. It actually happened in my last meet as well down in Texas uh, because that bench, for some reason, that seemed very low. Uh, the pad, the Tiny Meekers pads are very squishy, great pads, but a lot of cushions, so you can press into them. Uh, the combination of the bench used and the pad just seemed a bit lower than what I was used to. Again, it'll completely throw you off because you're going to need your feet in all new positions. You're going to have to stress a discipline you haven't done before. So understanding what height you're benching on currently in your training and then knowing is that going to be more than what I'll experience at the meet because that can really set you up for having trouble at a meet. So you want to take into account the equipment that you're training on too. And I would encourage you, it's not a bad idea to make sure you're training on a lower pad because if you can keep your butt down on a pad that's going to be lower than what you're going to experience in competition, right, that's making training harder so that competition becomes easier. All right, so it's not necessarily a, a bad thing if you, if you train on like a utility bench and a power rack. You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You just want to be mindful that you will have a little more wiggle room when it comes to the competition. Uh, but you, you just, the fact of the matter, you want to take those things into consideration when talking about the subject of keeping your butt down. Okay, so you have it to recap for you guys. The main two things that I like to stress is the knees out cueing because that'll lock your hips in place. Also having discipline, number two. Having that discipline to remain pushing back on the pad versus bridging up on the on the floor. All right, and then consider where you're placing your feet. Consider the equipment that you're benching with. All these things are going to be key for helping you keep your butt down. All right, and also a reminder on those third attempts because you're usually gonna have to grind through them a bit. Make sure that you plant your butt good on that bench. You know, you I've known been known to say, hey, we don't want to put any weight down through our hips, which is true. But we want to have all that contact, all right, especially on a third attempt. Make sure you dig your butt down on that pad. Don't put weight down on it, but really make sure there's a lot of um, contact there. Because, again, third attempt, you are going to be doing everything in your power to grind through weight. That's when the butt's going to want to come up. All right, guys, I appreciate everyone tuning into the podcast today, and I will talk to y'all soon. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give it a thumbs up and share. If you want more information on how to transform your bench press, consider checking out the Better Benching Academy on BigBenches.com. This is the ultimate resource for building your bench. Head on over to BigBenches.com to see how you can get started today.